Hello again, everybody. And Zach Bogle. Connect with them now on social media and check out usatakedown.com. Now it's time for USA Takedown. And we're still finding our way. Yes. Obviously. Good morning, everybody. It is Takedown. How about that? USA Takedown right here from the Wild Rose Casino Studios. Zach Vogel, Scott Casper, and Iowa Sports Leader, 1350 ESPN. Remember, all of our guests appear on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline. You can join us as well if you can get an open line, 515-244-1350. Again, want to thank our friends at Defense Soap, and they are keeping our athletes, our coaches, happy, healthy, and on the mat, and active as well. Great guests lined up for you today, and tell us who they are. Another big show on tap today, Scott. Yeah. We have BJ Futrell, Luke Eustace, Bobby Douglas, the Cyclone legend. Wow. We have Coach Tom Ryan. Mm -hmm. We have a good friend of mine, Trent Weatherman. And who is the first guest today? You know, it's it's a guy I've looked up to since I did my homework uh, years ago about him. And it's no doubt and no wonder that he became the 2019 national wrestling coaches association coach of the year among his many honors um and he continues to build iowa state wrestling back into the national spotlight he joins us now this kevin dresser kd what's going on man hey good morning scott good morning we're good here yeah I, i gotta tell you it's a different world right now isn't it oh my gosh yes yep uh just uh every day's a Every day is an adventure right now. I don't want to make this interview or any interviews that we're doing um, about COVID and all that crap, Um, but it has changed the way you do business. It has changed the way that you recruit. It's changed the way you're, um, even the schedule and the potential for winter sports to move into a January start day for wrestling to be exact um, and how real that is, but uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about it, Kevin. The, the recruiting aspect has become very unique indeed. How are you handling that? You and your staff? Yes, it is. Um, obviously from, from, you know, mid-March when, when this all started, uh, up until right now, they're saying the NCA saying that we're still in a dead period and a dead period means that we can't go out and see prospective recruits and they can't come see us they're telling us September 30 I think they'll probably push that back even more again they seem to kind of just go in two month intervals and look at what's going on and then they extend it so do we do a lot of phone calls we're allowed to call athletes that are current juniors and seniors um, we do zoom calls we do FaceTime calls um, you know it's just been a, a, you know kind of a communication thing but obviously not an eyes or hands-on thing this year there's uh, obviously certain challenges, and, and you and I go back, Kevin, to the days when you had a certain number of calls you could make, and then along came cell phones, then along came texting, along came social media. That has changed uh, greatly your ability to contact them and their ability to contact you, but um, it, the recruiting budgets haven't changed much. As a matter of fact, they're probably smaller today than they were ten, you know, five years ago, I would think anyway, because quite frankly, um, you know, it's the, the costs in an athletic department continue to rise. Well, especially going forward. Yeah. I mean, our budgets are going to be <clears throat> looked at a lot more closely 
Um, and, and obviously they've always been looked at, but uh, the wiggle room to uh, to do stuff like that is is going to go away. It's just recruiting is you know probably a little bit easier because a lot of the big events are on um, on you know you can get them on social media, you can get them on Flow. So when I started 15 years ago, I mean we were we had to write a phone. We could only call once a week. And we had to document that call. They gave us a notebook, and we had the, at least the, the compliance people at Virginia Tech when I was there. We got a notebook, and we recorded our phone calls. And then we turned them in, and somebody submitted them. And, of course, now everything is electronically hooked up. So if I make a phone call, uh, now it automatically records, and you can reach out to Kids Unlimited now. You can text kids. You couldn't text back then. So it's evolved a lot. Um, I think from – the dollars and cents of going to see kids, I think, you know, it's still, you, you, you definitely want that human touch where right. if you can get to a tournament and you can talk to mom and dad after the event's over and, and talk to the kid, that's pretty powerful too. So, um, I don't think that'll ever go away. It's, it's just something that we need to get back. Cause I know I, I kind of feel for the, uh, for the rising seniors right now, especially because they lost the whole spring last year after their junior year. And that's typically when those juniors really get out and, hustle and, and take their visits and they're going to lose. They usually make their visits at the end of their junior year, or the beginning of their senior year. Mm. So this class of 20, what's it going to be? 2021 is really going to have to, out of those kids you're, you're already seeing and we'll continue to see make decisions by basically virtual campus visits. It's crazy to think about how, how it has changed you. And you told me years ago, you never look back. You always look forward. But do you miss Virginia Tech? Do you miss John Jadon? Oh, that was a great, great experience. And John Jadon's no longer there, but he was a great boss for me. And um, no, I mean, I, I've been fortunate. I was at two great high schools and mm-hmm. I was at Virginia Tech for 12 years. And it was just great people and great experience. And, you know, I'm kind of one of those guys that once I uh, am somewhere for a while, I'm ready to move on a little bit. Right. So <clears throat> timing was important here. Let's go to uh, Zach. Zach, uh, Kevin obviously has had some uh, uh, incredible public uh, battles with the Brands Brothers yep. and uh, University of Iowa. His alma mater, by the way. I mean, he wrestled for Iowa. Uh, I went to school there as well, but you know, I can't have a favorite in the in the in the in the bunch. But uh, uh, you know, this is a very unique opportunity for Iowa State uh, under under Kevin to to rise above it. And uh, to be, you know, one of the top contenders for the throne each and every year now. Yeah. Speaking of rising above it, will we ever see and uh, another elevated stage at Iowa State? You know, I don't know. You know, the one thing that I you come in somewhere new and you get a feel for what the fans like and don't like because it's important to put on a good show when you get a home dual meet. You know, the one thing that um, I kind of heard a lot, besides from the facility staff saying what a pain in the butt it was to set it up um, <laughs> um, was that it blocked the first, you know, the people that were in the first rows on both right. of those sides were some of the biggest donors. And so when, with the, the matches that they decided to do the stage, you got your biggest donors that are blocked out completely. <clears throat> so I said, man, I don't know if we want to do that. So that's kind of why I'm not a stage guy. <laughs> Maybe we'll bring it back. We'll see. I wasn't. I mean, I remember the first match, and I was announcing for Iowa State at the time. It was Iowa versus Iowa State, and when I got to my chair, I can. I was right at eye level 
uh, actually the mat was a little bit higher than my level. So I was actually watching the wrestling up on the big board and talking about giving me a headache. Yeah. But, uh, you know, then I started to feel for the, the, the guys that spent all the money to get those front row seats because their position was no different than mine. And, uh, as, as special as that might seem, um, I think that presents some danger as well, but, uh, I think it also, we have to take into account everybody and that includes the, the big donors. How important is the Cyclone Wrestling Club to the success of the Cyclone Wrestling Program? Well, we're the Cyclone Regional Training Center now, um, but it's, you know, if you don't have a a thriving regional training center, you're just going to, you're not going to be able to get it done at the highest level. You got to be able to give those recruits a place to go when they're done here. And ultimately that's what I've always wanted to do is, is, you know, we're going to get to the point like next year, Ian Parker is going to want to stay around and train. He's tough. He loves wrestling. And so that's exactly why I created it. So when these guys, David Carr, of course, Austin Mm. Gomez, as these guys graduate, they've got big goals internationally. And so that's the power, you know, we got Kyvin training. We've had a couple other guys in and out of our training center. We just got a Mongolian athlete that actually wrestled in the U S the Citadel, um, that's training with us now. And so it's just, when you get those guys, that, that experience and that toughness to stay around and train, it just really helps recruiting. So it's, it's important. Raises the bar. You know, I, 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 uh, you brought up Kyvan. You brought up Austin Gomez. Uh, you've had the pleasure on Stalemate, your your YouTube channel, uh, to interview both those guys in a very unique way. Um, one of the things I noticed about Iowa State kids uh, that are that are there, the wrestlers are very uh, fun loving guys and enjoy the process that the that you put them through, Zach, on your show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we like to cover the tea a little bit. I saw your back and forth the other day with Kerry Colat. Um, was that something, you know, are, are you into that? Are you into the social media game? <laughs> I don't, you know what? I, I, I try when I do it, I try to do it to recognize uh, somebody or, you know, you know, from, from a recruiting standpoint, you got to be in the social media game just because if you don't, you're going to get passed up big time. So, I think there's always a place to tweet, and I tell my guys that there's a place to tweet, and there's not a place to tweet. Um, I'm also, you know, hey, uh, if I can give somebody a hard time in a fun way, and Kerry <laughs> Colot and I know each other uh, really well. We've known each other for years, so it was just a really um, uh, impromptu. He sent something out, hey, I'm getting ready to go to bed. Anybody shoot me some questions, so I shot him a question, and uh, I guess everybody. <laughs> That's the content we love to see. Were, I guess everybody was ready for some wrestling humor, but <laughs> yeah, I, would, I didn't know that. Uh, I, sh- I guess I should have known that it would have got got a response. But Twisted. I have actually a lot of people call me <laughs> saying it was funny that we needed a little, you know, a little laughter in this day and age. It was great. It was great. Uh, Carrie, let, let's. Uh, how do you rate Carrie Colat's um, wrestling um, acumen, if you will? His his ability to break it down. Is he one of the great unsung head coaches in this country? Uh, Kerry's doing a great job. I mean, just to see what he did at Campbell, um, he's going to have to give me, send me some money. Cause I, I think when he beat <laughs> us this year in January that I got him a, a promotion and a raise at Navy. So, um, he's going <laughs> to probably have to send a big donation to the Cyclone regional training center here. But I actually have been a donor. I sent, I just personally, just cause I've been a Kerry Colot fan. I sent, money to Campbell university the last two years. And then the dude beats me, you know, on right. a, one of our bad days. So, <laughs> um, he, he's, I'm making him look like a rock star, but 
but no, seriously, he's a great, great talent, a great coach, and he's put a lot of time in. And you know, he was determined to go go somewhere that nobody said you could win and win. And he did that at Campbell, you know. So, I, re- I remember I was announcing an event uh, for Carl Adams at Boston University, right? And it was Kevin Jackson and the Cyclones, and I want to say George Mason. I can't remember who the third team was, but both those teams. Um, well, I, w- no, I don't want to say both those teams, but I remember that Boston beat um, Iowa, Iowa State uh, on that that special day, hoping to impress the then athletic director at uh, at Boston, and it did. It impressed him so much he canceled the program. But I just rem- <laughs> I remember that like it was yesterday, and then we had that guy on the show. We caught him in a couple uh, uh, untruths. Uh, the uh, what do you call that? The, the 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 all the words were then written out by the um, uh, uh, by the attorneys, and the guy was summarily fired because of the things he said on the show that weren't true. And uh, by the way, Carl Adams, another proud alumnus for Iowa State University. Man, he was a great coach, but he was a tremendous wrestler as well. His son now making his way through the NFL, doing a great job. We're talking with Kevin Dresser. Um, Dresser wrestling camps uh, are well-known across the country. People uh, uh, pick up on available dates. How has the uh, COVID affected the Dresser wrestling camps? Well, they didn't happen. Uh, they shut down camps. The NCAA, besides the dead period, they came down and shut down all camps and actually forbid uh, coaches from doing any camps. So we couldn't uh, do camps all this summer, which sometimes to me that's okay because I've been in the camp business a long time. So having a summer off from camps, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't lose any sleep over that. But um, <laughs> um, it's been uh, it's been different because we're used to go, 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 and, and we're not go, go, going right now. So and camps was just one of those pieces. How does the, the the idea of moving it to January set with you? Not everybody is for it, but i got to believe you're one of those guys that's very progressive, always have been. What are your thoughts about a January start date, potentially? I think it's a great idea, and I think most of the – I was on a Big 12 call yesterday, and all, all of uh, the coaches were – all 12 coaches were unanimous in wanting – you know, supporting and – doing the January one start date. Um, so as everything evolves and, and everything changes every month, um, that's the plan right now is for wrestling to not start until January one, and then still have our traditional NCH tournament weekend in March. So that's the plan right now. Um, and I think it's, I think right now, considering all that we've seen and went through, I think any of us would take just, that much of a season in, I mean, in a New York minute, I think they would, I think everyone would be really um, grateful to get that. We just want to be able to get our guys back on the mat and have some sort of a season. Right. Uh, it looks like it'd be conference dual meets for sure. And then whatever else you could sneak in there, but uh, two months, you know, best case, probably two months of competition, have a big 12 or big 12 tournament and then get the NCAA tournament. I'm guessing we were on a call with the NCAA also a week ago, and I'm guessing that the number of qualifiers will look much different this year. Um, I'm guessing, and they kind of forewarned us that you might see 16, maybe 24 guys away Mm. instead of 33. Kevin Dresser, our guest on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline, about four minutes remains, Zach. Uh, Speaking of the Big 12, um, they've been hosting the tournament in Tulsa the past 
I don't know, one or two years. And I think there's like a four-year deal that they're going to continue to host that. Is there any chance of that tournament being hosted uh, closer to Ames? Uh, not unless we can figure out a way for somebody to give us a venue and then write us a check afterwards. So I don't know what the heck they got going down in Oklahoma. But Do you think that's unfair they advantage? Pay, they, they got Earl they got down pay, there. You go, you go to a wrestling tournament instead of paying for all the stuff you got to pay for. They write you a check on the way out the door. So uh, they got it going. They got it figured out down there. And so it's a tough place to wrestle, and a tough place to win, just because you got you got a big giant orange section uh, that you got to overcome. Oh, buddy. Um, and and I, you know, I kind of like it actually because, uh, you know, you're, you're definitely the underdog in there and everybody's cheering against you. And I think, it, uh, you know, I, I look at things a little differently. I think it makes our guys tougher that, you, uh, you know, they get the, get the NCAA tournament. They're not going to have that kind of uh, tough screaming and yelling against them the whole time. So, but it's a great venue actually. And they do a good job down there at first. When I first looked at it, I thought, well, this is really dumb, but I just don't know financially if, if, if anybody can beat it, that's really what it comes down to. And especially now this sensitive as everybody's going to be about dollars and cents that box center is a heck of a facility and um, it is nice you know, they actually have a bid in for the ncaa championships and they could they could uh, facilitate it i think that place actually when you open it all up holds almost nineteen thousand people right. so it's a heck of a venue and i sound good in that building by the way i know i do yeah. i love that building there's certain buildings announced for sound good and that's one <laughs> of them it's almost like it was built for it but Acoustics aside, uh, Kevin Dresser, our guest on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline, you brought it up. Kyvin Gadsden was a guest on Stalemates, and the question was, do we bring back the famed Iowa State robes? Kevin, what are your thoughts? Would that be a possibility? It'd be a mandatory uh, uniform issuance by the athletic department for each wrestler to get one of the famed Iowa State wrestling robes? Well, it'd be kind of fun. I've had a lot of people ask me that since I got hired. Um, now I guess we got to make sure we can afford it. So uh, <laughs> that's the first thing. <clears throat> but secondly, uh, I said, you know, when I was a kid, I watched Iowa State wrestle a lot growing up at Humboldt, and um, the robes were really cool to me. I remember being, you know, a middle school kid thinking, man, how cool would it be to, to wrestle and wear one of those robes? But uh, I also don't, I also remember the guys that wore those robes, and they were pretty darn good. And they were always in the top five of the nation every year. So I said, you know, when we get to the top five of the nation, we'll start wearing robes, top 10, top five. So uh, we got, we got, I think we got a little work to do, but that, that would be fun. And, and I hope that we can do that sometime budget fun. wise and just team reputation wise. You know, you saw one, didn't you, Zach? You can get them for as low as 35 bucks on eBay. Yeah, I found Is one it? the other day on Facebook for $30 <laughs> and I missed it. 30 bucks. I okay. missed it. Oh. <laughs> uh, hats off to you. Uh, Kevin, for hiring a outstanding coaching staff. We got about a minute left, uh, but I do I did not want to uh, let this go by without uh, giving a salute, tip of the hat, if you will, to Brent Metcalf and Derek St. John, and uh, the balance because you guys uh, are doing it right. Good guys, one and all, and uh, the the athletes, the students, the kids are are much better for it. So, congratulations in the assemblage and what you've been able to accomplish to date and what the future looks like as well for the Cyclones of Iowa State University. Yeah, thank you. I'm blessed. Those guys are super, um, super young coaches, and they continue to evolve and get better and get better at every at all the facets that you have to be. And so um, just it's really good good working relationship. You know, when, you, when everybody gets up and goes to work each day and you, and you like everybody and you respect everybody, that's a, that's a 
powerful thing. It is a powerful thing. Kevin, thanks for the time today. God bless. I appreciate you taking the opportunity. Trent Weatherman's coming up next. Bobby Douglas uh, coming up in hour number two. Uh, so it's got kind of an Iowa State flavor. Uh, we'll interrupt everything, though, with uh, Tom Ryan, head coach of the Buckeyes, coming on as well a little later on this hour. So thank you. We're going to send you to the showers. All right. I'm ready. Thanks. Go. <laughs> He's always ready. Kevin Dresser, our first guest in hour number one. As I mentioned, Trent Weatherman coming up on um, the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline. You're listening to USA Takedown live from the Wild Rose Casino Studios. Casper and Bogle, more on the other side of the break. You're listening to us on Iowa Sports Leader. This is 1350 ESPN. The coverage of wrestling and MMA continues after this timeout here on USA Takedown. Only on Iowa's Sports Leader, 1350 ESPN. The wrong financial decisions can undermine the best intentions. Whether concerned for your business or your family's financial future, Trent Weatherman will develop a plan, identifying your goals, and set you on the path to financial security. Trent makes plans for people, no matter your goals. Trent has access to top-rated products and services to help you meet them. In April of 2019, NerdWallet identified Northwestern Mutual as the best life insurance company. Northwestern Mutual is in the top 10 U.S. independent investment broker dealers in the United States. See the difference for yourself at trentweatherman.nm.com. The Defense Soap Facts, Dateline, Cleveland, Ohio. For 12 years, he competed. For 17 years, he coached. And for 30 years, he's policed the streets of Cleveland. He saw teams and programs decimated by skin-borne disease, a wrestler's worst nightmare. He didn't like the chemical-based products on the market and knew that there had to be a better way. A better defense. He found religion in the ingredients that make up the basis for defense soap. Tea tree and eucalyptus oil. Defense soap. All natural, safe to use. It's available around the world now at defensesoap.com. Hash browns are always part of my favorite breakfast, and the place to get Des Moines' best breakfast is Mullet's Restaurant. Hi, this is Danny Bishop. Stop by on your bike along Meredith Trail by the confluence of the Raccoon and Des Moines Rivers. Sit on their two-level patio, peruse the famous breakfast menu, and you'll understand why Mullet's is the best breakfast restaurant in Des Moines. Mullet's, celebrating all things about the hairstyle that's business in the front and party in the back. Just go to the west end of the Southeast First Street Bridge to find Des Moines' best breakfast at Mullet's Restaurant. All right, welcome back. ESPN, the new home for USA Takedown. Bogle and Casper bringing it to you. We're talking wrestling. We're talking MMA every week of the year. 52 of them to be exact. Friday mornings, 9 to 11 a.m. Set your dial and uh, set the station. Lock it in. Twist that knob, lock it in, and rip the knob off. That's all you got to do. All right, next guest waiting in the wings. Scott, we got a very special guest today. We have a good friend of mine, a financial guru, Iowa high school wrestling royalty, um, former Cyclone, Trent Weatherman. Trent, what's going on, man? How are you guys? Hey, Trent. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Good morning. I still remember when you, uh, I, th I don't remember if you broke it on my show or not, but when you committed to Iowa State, do you remember that? Um, years ago, now it <laughs> seems like a long time ago now, but, um, yeah, at the time it was a 
gosh, it seemed like a big deal, at least at the time. Yeah, momentous indeed. How difficult was the decision to, I mean, a lot of guys don't want to wrestle in their backyard. They want to experience something new, but but, uh, you were tried and true and wanted to wrestle up at Iowa State. Yeah, it was a it was a really really hard decision, especially for you know just being a young kid. But I think Kale, Coach Kale, made that easier. I spent a lot of time with him up at uh, Iowa State with the regional training center, so that made that decision a little bit easier for me. And then just being able to wrestle in front of you know people that uh, can be close proximity, right. uh, I was always excited about that. I think as well. So did you get to wrestle on the elevated platform? No, that was uh, when I was a true freshman. Um, I think they did that for the Iowa State duel, but I was a true freshman that year. So, no, I did not. I uh, just got to watch. You got to watch and you got to hear me announce, and it was terrific. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, a, good, it was a really good duel. That's a ringing endorsement right there. Isn't it? <laughs> All right, let's go to Zach Bogle. Zach, your buddy. Trent, you were ranked number one come out of high school, I believe, nationally. Was there a lot of pressure to when you had that? At, you know, as an eighteen-year-old, um, I, I think there was more pressure when I got to college. I don't think that I felt the pressure when I was in high school of being number one. But I think, yeah, the pressure was definitely there. There's just very high expectations. Um, when you get to college and those expectations didn't change, whether it was me getting recruited by Kale or then KJ stepping in and taking over as head coach. So yeah, there was, there was definitely pressure. Well, I ask you about one particular match. We go back to 20, the season 2011, 2012, and it was against a guy I've since gotten to know very well named Nestor Tafur and uh, wrestled for Boston University, as we already mentioned in the, when talking with Kevin Dresser just moments ago. Uh, Carl Adams was his coach. Carl Adams, former Iowa State Cyclone himself. Um, that match could have gone either way, easy. Um, both you guys, well-known battlers and uh, very talented on the mat, but you posted a 5-1 decision uh, that year over Nestor. Uh what were your thoughts at that point? Did you think, you, you know, this is it? This is how I'm I'm going to uh, be remembered? Is that that particular match? Because if, if memory served, you finished the season with a 1-1 record, sat out most of the season due to injury. Yeah, so going into that weekend, that was probably like um, a month prior is when I started having pain in my neck. That ultimately, that was the reason I didn't wrestle the rest of the season. I had to get a cervical fusion, but um, that the flight out there, I remember having like severe numbness in my arm, and mm-hmm. I didn't even know if I was going to wrestle. So, um, yeah, obviously, a one and one weekend is not ideal. But uh, yeah, after when I came back from uh, that long weekend, um, that was when I figured out that I was going to have to take some time off due to that injury. So at the time, I had no idea if it was going to be the last match that I ever wrestled, but it was a little bit scary just because I knew that it was a neck injury and those are never good. So, Yeah, neck injuries, head injuries, I mean, um, they're becoming more prevalent. I think wrestlers, and, and, and I don't want to discredit anybody, any of the old dudes, um, you know, that wrestled the buzzards and the gables and people like that, because I think they were tough then as well, but I think perhaps we're more technical today 
than we were then. It was maybe a little more rough and tumble then, maybe a little more technical today. But uh, we've got to be cognizant of of head injuries, neck injuries, et cetera. We're talking with Trent Weatherman on the uh, Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline. You've heard his commercials here, by the way. Uh, and Trent has not stopped being a competitor. Now he's being a competitor on your behalf in a financial sense. How did it come to be that you became a financial uh, expert, financial consultant, or as Zach calls you, a financial guru? <laughs> well, those are high praises from Zach. But um, I, I, uh, I knew that I always, when I graduated college, I worked as a sales rep for a construction company for a little bit. And that like wasn't for me because obviously in Iowa, there's not a ton of construction going on. So I was a little bit bored and I always knew I wanted to be in business for myself. I found out early on that I was not a very good employee. Um, and obviously having a, a job like this, you get to directly control the outcome of the way things go. And coming from a wrestling background, that was easily relatable to me. Um, I always had a, a, an idea or a passion for finance. Uh, and just building a successful business. So uh, I think just kind of the stars aligned. And the business you're talking about, of course, uh, uh, they can find you online. You're on social media as well. But uh, give them the website just so they know how to be in touch with you. Um, TrentWeatherman.com or NorthwesternMutual.com. Um, those would be the best ways to, to get a hold of me. Um, and even probably by email, which I think maybe Scott, you and Zach have. Right. Um, but again, that, yeah, that's trent.weatherman at nm.com. Feel email me. Um, you can give me a phone call, any of the above. Is there a special, um, sense when a wrestler or a coach calls you up and say, Hey, I want you to be my guy. Uh, that's got to be pretty special that they're putting that kind of trust and the common bond that you guys share is through the sport. Yeah. Uh, it's great. I, I love working with ex wrestlers, uh, across the country. I've been really fortunate, but I think that, uh, just having that drive, I think wrestlers are, you know, fairly open-minded. You got to be a little bit, at least a little bit open-minded if you're trying to learn something. Um, and then, Obviously, in my opinion, wrestlers are hard workers across the board, and I think a byproduct of being a hard worker is you're going to be successful in whatever you do. And in now in our professional life, uh, being successful generally means making more money. So uh, I, I think working with wrestlers is an easy transition for me, um, just because I know that they're hard workers, they're driven, they're going to be motivated, and, and ultimately that means they're going to do well financially. Trent, other than myself, have you ever been recognized by a customer like, "Hey, you look familiar. I've seen you. Uh, I've seen you wrestle before." Yeah, lately, as MMA gets bigger and bigger, I have a lot of people, especially when I travel. I have a lot of people ask me if I was an MMA fighter, and I'm like, <laughs> not, not near, not near tough enough for that. Um, but yeah, so usually, if you're getting recognized by your ears or just like a short, squatty build, someone will say, "Hey, were you a wrestler?" Or "Hey, did you wrestle at Iowa State?" Usually, it's one of those two things. You know. Um... I get recognized a lot, which is, you know, for me, that's, it's, it's an honor to be recognized uh, from the profession. They recognize my voice or they recognize my face and my voice or whatever. And, and if you recognize my face, you should be running the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I have a fresh cut from Paramount Barbering. That's right. Yeah. Uh, barbering company. Uh, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You're right. Um, uh, Trent with, 
other states are canceling a lot of their sports and uh, and there a lot of those athletes are wanting to move to places where they are allowed to compete like the state of Iowa what do you think of other schools other high schoolers moving into Iowa to maybe wrestle so they can get their chance for maybe their senior year or junior year or something like that Oh I I think it's great I mean it just sharpens the sword in the in the state of Iowa all right um but also you can't credit a kid for wanting to compete and it's a huge commitment by a family so I think if your family is committed to you know helping their son kids daughters you know, pursue their dreams in wrestling, uh, that, that's huge. So I think uh, the more the merrier. And obviously in Iowa, one of the toughest, you know, high school wrestling states in the country, uh, it'll, even, it'll make it even better. Sanderson would probably argue that Pennsylvania is the toughest state. Uh, Tom <laughs> Ryan, who's on next, would argue that perhaps Ohio uh, is the toughest state uh, for high school wrestling. Uh, do you hold true to the idea that Iowa is the toughest state? I think that they can certainly throw in very good arguments, but being an Iowa guy, I gotta I gotta hold my ground and yeah. say that traditionally this is the this is the best and we're the toughest. Mm. Um, but certainly, you know, those guys have have a, a fair argument. There, there's tough wrestlers uh, across the country, um, really, no matter where you look. Mm. Trent, you're part of a very important Iowa high school era, uh, the Ballard Huxley team. You guys had a lot of studs over there. How many of you guys were ranked nationally? Do you remember? Um, I think that when I was a senior, I want to say we had five guys ranked nationally. And you were related to uh, half of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe more than half. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Speaking of that, how's Tanner? Uh, he's great. He's great. He, what, uh, what does he, he do? For, he works for Absolute Group. Um, you probably more commonly know them as uh, Absolute Concrete, okay. um, but Absolute Group. He's a project engineer. Um, he loves it. He works with great people, uh, and obviously they're they're a really good company. So tell, tell him I need a deep discount. I need a new driveway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, you, you better you better have a really really big driveway because I think they only do commercial work. Well, this... So if you got a really big driveway, he could probably he's probably your go to guy. <laughs> All right. Give them the website one more time, Trent. And uh, by the way, this will be your first visit of many, I'm sure, over the coming years. Uh, we enjoy having you as uh, a sponsor and advertiser on the program because we know you can help uh, our listeners, our audience. And, and that's uh, key for you is helping people uh, realize their financial goals. And um, in this day and age, you got to be smart. Uh, you can't just ride the wave that is the market because that can fail at any given time. We've seen it time and time again, but at the same time, if you are smart and have a good financial planner, somebody that can invest their time in your future. Um, I think that's probably the best place. I don't think I know that's the best place you need to be. You need to be with somebody that's certified and knowledgeable. Uh, I think it's really important to have somebody like Trent Weatherman in your corner. You agree with that, Zach? He's in my corner, and I like having him there. Really? Yeah, on the street and uh, and uh, in the office. That's a ringing <laughs> endorsement. I like that. Trent, give them the website. Well, I appreciate that. Give them the website one more time and how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, best place to, to reach me is just trent.weatherman at nm.com. Trent.weatherman at nm.com. Trent, it's always good yep, to talk to you, brother. Thank you so very much for taking care of our wrestlers, our coaches out there. 
and the fans of this great sport. I know you talk to everybody, but there's a special place in your heart, and it's very evident. The Weatherman name will continue on, and I appreciate the time you spent with us here today and before on other programs as well. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate you guys having me. Have a great Friday and a good weekend coming up, fellas. There you go. We look Thanks, forward Trent. to Friday for different reasons now, don't we? We yes, love we it. we do. All yeah. right. Trent Weatherman heads to the showers. We're going to take our break just a little bit early today, and I'll tell you why. Coming up next is a guy who has really um, embraced the idea of being a spokesperson for the sport. Uh, and Dan Gable reluctantly initially took the opportunity to become the spokesperson for the sport on a national level, internationally as well. But uh, Tom Ryan, our next guest coming up, the head coach of Ohio State, uh, has, has um, I think, happily taken over that role. And uh, I respect the heck out of him for doing so. We need more uh, coaches like that that are ready, willing, and able to get out and sell this sport to the masses because that's how you grow a sport. More on the other side with Bogle and Casper from the Wild Rose Casino Studios. It's USA Takedown. Casper and Bogle and Iowa Sports Leader. It's 1350 ESPN. All guests on the USA Takedown appear on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline. Made in the USA with unparalleled quality and it's guaranteed. Defense Soap. It's what the pros use. The term barbarian was first used in ancient Greece. The athletes were said to be barbarians. Today's modern athletes embrace the hard work when wearing the great gear from barbarian apparel. You make the choice. Custom graphics, the best sublimation. Colors that pop and logos that matter. Barbarian provides great service before and after the process. Make the right choice. Choose Barbarian Apparel. BarbarianApparel.com Calderberg's PBS Landscaping knows what grows best in Iowa because they're from Iowa. Locally owned and operated, Calderberg's is a full-service landscaping and lawn care company. Everything you need from lawn care and landscape design to water features, tree planting, irrigation, and snow removal. Matt Calderberg and his staff are great. They take care of my family year-round. They can take care of yours, too. My office and home, they cover it all. They're my friends and should be yours as well. Visit them at calderberglandscaping.com. Communities need leaders. The birthplace of Bob Feller, Van Meter, Iowa, has two. Paul Szczynski and Jim Sinclair have always been there for their community and for the thing that drives us, wrestling. In a position to help or need a cause to get behind, your neighbors and friends can use a hand. Leaders always come together to help, to plan, and to work to make their communities a better place to live. So special thanks to Jim Sinclair and Paul Szczynski, two examples of men who lead. Follow these two professionals on LinkedIn for investment opportunities and more. I do it upright. Crank it. Uh-huh. That's how you do it right now. USA Takedown on the air from ESPN Studios in Des Moines. And uh, we're talking wrestling and mixed martial arts. A uh, good friend of the program over the many years, uh, back when he was the head coach at Hofstra. Uh, and, of course, uh, that story's been told many times on our program. But what he's been able to do at Ohio State is nothing short of miraculous, winning a national title. Uh, Big Ten honors as well. Coach of the Year honors several times uh, and recognized by his peers, perhaps as the greatest honor of all. He joins us now as the head coach of the Buckeyes, Tom Ryan. Tom, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Scott. Good to be with you. 
Thank you so yeah. much. I know you've been moving. You and your wife uh, are yeah. moving, and I'm always um, concerned when I hear my coaches tell me that they're uh, downsizing. I don't know. Yeah. I have too much stuff, Tom, to to downsize. <laughs> and it's purging not my... was, I tell you what, yeah, it was pretty invigorating purging. <laughs> but it's not it's my stuff. How much... I can't yeah, do it's it. Amazing. Because it's my wife's stuff. <laughs> I know. It's it's amazing how much stuff you can accumulate through the years. It's like why are we holding on to this? I don't know why. <laughs> All right. So let it go. COVID, we're not going to get into a whole lot of it here, but it's obviously affecting coaching. We talked to Dresser a little bit ago. Um, big 10, big 12, obviously addressing it a little bit differently, but still, I think coaches across the country, my wrestling coaches indeed are unified in their approach to a potential January start day for a season. If in fact we get it done by then, what are your thoughts on a January start date? Well, I think, you know, wrestling people, wrestling fans, wrestlers were, were a, a type personalities aggressive right aggression matters in the sport it's an elite trait and i think the reality for us right now is to just settle in and be as be just be, be be conservative you know about our approach and that's listen let's make sure that our conference tournament and our national tournament happen to take another year from some of these uh young men would be devastating right so uh let's just be conservative and and uh you know, not think the way we typically think about about selling that lots of ticket sales and packing arenas and and let's just make sure that we keep these guys healthy and have a season. God bless Russ. God bless bless Russ Hellickson for all he did at Ohio State prior to that, Wisconsin, and as an athlete as well, TV commentator. But you were able to come into that program upon Russ's departure and elevate the program. And I want to I want to read. Uh, a little bit of your history once you got to uh, Ohio State, and it seems like only yesterday, but indeed it was 2006-07. Uh, the team finished 10th in the country. The very next year, it was second. The year after that, second. Uh, eighth. I'm not sure what happened in 2010, 2011, 29th, but then you climbed right back up to fifth, sixth, sixth. Championship year in 2014, 2015. Uh, outstanding performance by the team and the coaching staff. And I know, Zach, you want to get into the coaching staff here in a minute. But then third, second, second, second. And this is, this is the reason I bring this up is because we're talking about consistency. Uh, and one of the things I look to in successful coaches, look for in successful coaches, is consistency in the message and in style. You've been, uh, Johnny, on the spot when asking for uh, improvements to facilities, opportunities for kids to be able to realize their wildest dreams at Ohio State. Where are you right now as far as uh, uh, facilities and uh, what does the future look like in terms of facilities for the athletes? Well, I mean, we were grateful for the facility that I moved into when I took the job in 2006. It was Steelwood. It was a, it was at the time was a you know, it was, uh, it was one of the better facilities in the country, maybe, maybe top 10. Right. But as time moved along, you know, there was a kind of an arms race in the facilities across the country. And, uh, around 2009, I met with the athletic director and the state of the program and where are we and what do we need to do to continue to progress. And, uh, it was, you know, build a new complex that we started fundraising and making plans, putting plans together. And it took a while I and mean, it took a while. Uh, to make it happen, but you know, in uh, 
this past year, this past June, we moved into, you know, which is arguably the best facility in the country. Uh, and that's just a tribute to our donors, the love people have for the sport and the state. Um, you know, our alumni group is really strong. Businessmen in the community love the sport. The state of Ohio, right, is booming with some of the elite wrestlers. And, uh, you know, we were really fortunate to raise about $10 million, which wow. we, were, we, were tasked, we were tasked with raising the money, uh, you know, ourselves. Uh, Gene was, uh, you know, very supportive. And, look, I'm going to give you a piece of land, you know, and uh, we're going to help you. We're going to help you raise the money, but, but, but uh, you know, you, got, you guys got you guys to figure out a way to raise it. And a couple of guys stepped up really big. We had to seed money. So really fortunate to be in the complex that we're in. I love Gene um, Smith. And it'll help us. Gene Smith is the kind of guy that will uh, tell you where the water is, show you how to swim, but let you get the job done. I mean, Gene Smith, in my book, is one of the best athletic directors, one of the best professionals at the job that uh, we've ever seen. You guys are lucky at Ohio State. He was a tremendous asset to Iowa State when there. Uh, but I have so much respect for Gene Smith, one of the deans of uh, college athletic directors out there. Agree or disagree? He is. He is. I think there's no question about you. When you look at the numbers, and I know you know them, 12 teams have won the national championship. Wow. And Gene was leading the department uh, in three of them when they won it, right? Arizona State, Iowa State, and Ohio State all won NCAA wrestling championships, and uh, and he was he was the boss when when it happened. So, you know, he understands what elite minded people need, and uh, so we're really fortunate. It's hard to climb higher than the guy above you, right? <laughs> right. Or, or or higher than the guy above you wants to go. And I think you know Gene knew that wrestling at Ohio State should be you know should be fighting for a national title every year. I uh, I enjoy every time I'm in Columbus. Okay. And uh, whether I'm visiting Kevin or, you know, my buddies there or there to announce an event, um, primarily you guys are competing in what facility now? So the Cavelli Center is a brand new uh, wrestling, uh, wrestling, volleyball, gymnastics, you know, competition complex. Attached to it is the Jennings Center, which the Jennings family and a few other families gave the seed money for that. Snyder, um, Krebs, you know, there's a couple of families that really stepped up uh, and helped us. Um, you know, Kaufman, I, I, I know every one of them, I can name all of them, but, uh, you know, they really stepped up. So the, so the, so the competition complex is attached to the training center, which just creates a really, really good environment for us. So it holds about 40, 4,600 when it's packed for really big duels, you know, the Iowa, the Penn state, the Michigan, uh, you know, duels like that. We go to the Schottenstein center, which you know, we've had 16,000 in there a couple of times. So, you know, it all depends on who it is. and, and uh, But we really love the Cavelli Center. has quickly become, you know, one of the tougher venues to compete in because it's very intimate. Mm -hmm. Coach Ryan, how important was it for you to assemble the coaching staff that you're able to pull off? I mean, it's critical. I mean, it's critical. People, people, environments, and, and uh, you know, make, 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 help make, 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 make cultures what they are. And I've been really fortunate in Ohio State. Uh, you know, we have a... We can pay these guys well, uh, so when you can pay someone well, you can find the best. Uh, you know, our, our, our Olympic training center is strong. Uh, you know, we've had three world champs, three guys win the world's Olympic champ, Olympic bronze. And when you when you have that kind of success, you know, people were kind of rally behind it. But my staff is incredible. They're they're all better than me in different areas. I think mm -hmm. we complement each other really well. And I think uh, I, I think Scott said this earlier about consistency. 
I mean, consistency is. is just so important for us. Yeah. I mean, we don't have a changing of our staff every other year, you know, and, and I think that's really powerful. Uh, you know, and Jack, you know, so, so I'm, I'm, we're, we're in a really good spot from a staff standpoint. And you're, of course, one of the guys you're talking about is Jay Jaggers, the, you know, arguably the best dressed assistant coach in the country. That's right. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> He's yeah. A fashion I don't know player. if it's arguably, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, this burger from Nebraska is trying to sneak up on him with some stuff, but I heard, uh, I think, I think, uh, I think Jay's got him. Oh yeah. Jay's, Jay's had that European player for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he looks good doing it. It's not like you can just go out and buy the clothes. You got to be able to wear them and pull it off. And Jay does it. Yeah. Jay's cool. Jay's a good guy. Yep. He's got a huge heart. You know, he's very, very high IQ for the sport. Yes. Loves Ohio state. Right. Been here longer than me. Right. I've been here 15 years now, which is just crazy. Jay, Jay was here two years before I got here. So uh, we've worked together. I hired him right out of college. And he's a multiple time academic all American was a really easy guy to coach. Um, loves the sport, so really fortunate. Jay, he's the associate head coach now, and then of course we got Travell Delegnik, who's one of the great minds in the Love sport. Me. You know, and then uh, Bo Jordan, uh, who is you know f- from a legacy, an incredible family of wrestling legacy, uh, understands understands coaching extremely well. Uh, uh, and then uh, you know our, our Olympic coach, we we named uh, our, our RTC coach Logan Stever, oh. you know, who's one of the top five wrestlers of all time. So. Logan you know, we're, 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 we're in a good, we're in a good spot. <laughs> I remember, a lot of fun to work with these guys. I remember interviewing Logie, um, after winning an NCAA championship, I think it was here in Des Moines. Um, pretty confident it was, but in front of the crowd and he was just a stitch. I think he is one of the most animated and, uh, one of the most fun loving guys out there. But, uh, I think you picked a really good guy competitively speaking and, a, and again, a wrestling IQ outstanding. Tell you what. Quick timeout, Tommy. Don't go away. We're going to take a what? A two-minute break? Two-minute break? A minute and a half. A minute and a half break here on ESPN, 1350 ESPN. Uh, Des Moines website, by the way. You can get there, ESPNDesMoines.com, and you can also check out USATakedown.com. Back on the other side, more with the uh, legend himself, and that, of course, Tom Ryan, the head coach of the Buckeyes of Ohio State. All USA Takedown guests appear on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline. Made in the USA with unparalleled quality, and it's guaranteed Defense Soap. It's what the pros use. The Defense Soap Facts, Dateline, Cleveland, Ohio. For 12 years, he competed. For 17 years, he coached. And for 30 years, he's policed the streets of Cleveland. He saw teams and programs decimated by skin-borne disease, a wrestler's worst nightmare. He didn't like the chemical-based products on the market and knew that there had to be a better way, a better defense. He found religion in the ingredients that make up the basis for Defense Soap, tea tree and eucalyptus oil. Defense Soap, all natural safe to use. It's available around the world now at DefenseSoap.com Live music is back. Saturday, August 15th, Arch Allies return to Wild Rose Casino and Resort. Don't miss this outdoor concert event featuring the best from rock's biggest bands. Journey, Def Leppard, Bon Jovi, and more. Tickets on sale now for just five bucks. 20 day of show. Get your tickets now. Arch Allies at Wild Rose in Jefferson. Hi, it's Danny Bishop. Today's economy presents certain challenges, and along with those come opportunities. 
The potential rewards are for those who are adept at identifying long-term trends. Don Boyd and his team of financial advisors at Five Talents Financial Management Group can help you navigate today's economy. Whether you're facing retirement or just looking to better understand certain investment ideas, they can help you. Five Talents Financial Management Group's first priority is your overall financial success. And that's why they learn about your individual situation, identify your dreams and goals, and get a picture of your tolerance for risk. Long-term relationships that encourage open and honest communication are the cornerstone of their foundation of success. FTFMG.com or call 223-7487, 223-7487. Five Talents Financial Management Group. All right, welcome back to the show. It's USA Takedown live from uh, the Wild Rose Studios. Talking with Tom Ryan, um, a guy that has been, um, I think, embracing, and I mentioned this prior to bringing him on the air, but embracing the idea that this sport needs good spokespeople. And Tom, you have... You have welcomed the opportunity to speak on behalf of the sport to many groups across the country. Um, where does that desire come from that, that, that makes you available for those group outings and, and not in defense of the sport, but in promotion of the sport? And I think that's probably the best description. I think it's just extreme gratitude for what the sport has given to me and the people I've met in the sport. I mean, I have a deep love for the sport. I think the suffering that happens in a sport is incredibly priceless in the, in, in the lives of people. And I reflect on men like Jay Robinson and obviously Coach Gable, uh, high school coaches, club coaches, guys that opened their doors for us, uh, you know, through my high school years and ran, ran evening clinics. And, and uh, you know, I think it's, just, it, it, it's, uh, it's a deep love for the sport uh, and what it teaches. Mm. My life's a lot better because... Uh, of my uh, partaking in the sport of wrestling than had I not. And I think it gives us a baseline of what we're capable of, you know, of just how much discomfort you can, you can, you can put yourself under. Uh, and, uh, and I think that's just really important for us as humans. You know, I, I think, uh, and, and perhaps, I don't want to get too much into the personal um you know, my personal knowledge of your history, but, uh, you have faced some incredible and some, would, some would say some insurmountable, uh, uh, things in your life and come out the other side of it. And people look at you and go, how does he do it? Uh, your sister is a prime example of, of, of a wonderful person that has been challenged, um, by certain things in her life. Uh, and you have uh, been there right alongside her every step of the way. Um, and I wonder if that doesn't translate from wrestling into personal and personal into wrestling. Is there a correlation yeah, yeah. there? Yeah, probably so. You know, I think that, uh, you know, I think one, you know, as, as hard as life is, and life's hard on everybody, right? We have different doses at different times in our life of things that are really hard. Wrestling, of course, is something that we we, we, we bring on to ourselves. We cause these hard hard things which help us grow. And sometimes, like in my sister's case, in my case, I'm sure many of your listeners, and maybe your case, I don't know, your entire life story, we deal with things that we didn't cause, that we, didn't, we don't want any part of, that are hard on us. But, you know, when I, when I, when I reflect on, on my life, it's like, well, 
Option one is to do nothing, and that's going to cause great misery. And option two is to do something as hard as you can and uniquely special, and that's going to be hard, but at least it brings some fruit. Uh, it's like it's almost like a moral obligation to give all you can while you're here. And uh, so you, know, you, 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 you kind of, your baseline is, well, I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm going to feel sorry for myself. I'm going to stay in a negative frame of mind. Well, what good is that going to do me? All right. Right, and then you have uh, the you so so you you contemplate that. Where's that going to bring me? That's not going to bring me any closer to a fruitful life. So you run toward the opposite end of that, which is uh, knowing what your beliefs are. Not beliefs, but beliefs also beliefs are the things I believe in. You make them a foundation of your life, and you pursue them. You chase them. And uh, you know, wrestling was just something that taught me early on that work reward relationship. Like I said, Jay Robinson's camps, I mean, his camps really helped me. You know, I thought I was working hard until I hung around with Jay Robinson and then realized I was a cupcake. <laughs> and, you know? and Jay would agree with that. You know what I mean? He would, he would, he would agree with that. <laughs> I, yeah, remember, with that. I remember in 92, 93, you were the man on campus in Iowa City. Uh, I think you married the right woman, by the way. Um, but in Iowa City... There were plenty of ladies following you around campus. You were exceedingly popular. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I know that I don't know about that, but I know that I know that what I got in Iowa City was was just a gift. Yeah, you know, it was incredible to be around Gable and the Brands Brothers and the Steiners and Zappel and Chelsea and Ryland, and just the men in that room were just so so in love with uh, so in love with what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Right, that it was never as hard as it was, you know. And I've, you know, I call it chosen suffering. But as hard as it was, it never felt like suffering. It felt like sacrifice. It felt like love, you know. And those, those are the environments that are magical, you know. And those are the environments that uh, that's an environment that we have at Ohio State that 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 uh, you know creates a culture where you know names change, and and you know different guys come in and out, but the culture is so strong. Uh, we, we you know we we, we develop. You know, them. You, you've got appreciation for all of your, your fellows, including the Brands Brothers. I, I, I will relate something that happened. I was announcing an event, yeah. and there was an Iowa, or excuse me, an Ohio State wrestler. And I said, uh, you know, the 2015 champion, Ohio State. And, man, you would have thought I killed Terry's dog. <laughs> he, he, came, he came at me so hard. It was, I swear I mean, to God. They, I mean, yeah, they go about. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm extremely competitive. I mean, I mean, Terry and I were roommates for three years. I love that guy. He was a great roommate. Exactly. You know, when I when I when I moved out to Iowa, uh, you know, I transferred from Syracuse and showed up out there. Uh, right away, we were attracted to each other's traits. Uh, he asked me to live with him. I jumped on. It's like, man, this guy, this is this is this is the guy I want to be around. Right. right. I want to be around someone that just loves what he's doing and has a ferocious mindset. And uh, so, I mean, you know, I know the brands very intimately. I've trained alongside them. I've run alongside them. I've lifted alongside them. You know, so to me, as much as I love them, they're human. Right. And as highly as I think of them, they're human, right? They're not, they're not, they're not superhuman. Uh, they're human. They're, they're ordinary men with, it, with an extraordinary deep passion for what they do. And uh, so Terry and I are still buddies and, and, you know, he's a competitor. He's just a competitor. I wanted him on my staff. I was hoping he was going to join my staff when I got the job here. And, and, still and time, I was huh? really, 
What's that? <laughs> There's still time. You both are very young men. <laughs> I know it's over now. He ain't coming anymore. But you know what's over? Uh, you know, I, Our yeah, segment, yeah. Tommy. We're up against All the right, clock. Buddy. Hey, listen. I Sounds love you good. guys, and I will do as I said, and that will be to organize with Jay uh, yeah, a whole hour where we get the whole coaching staff on one after another, and we'll do it in the coming okay. weeks. And uh, hopefully, we'll uh, I'll be better at communicating with you guys and uh, make sure that happens. But. I love having you on, even at the last minute this morning. Uh, you're always a welcome addition to this program. Your words mean a lot, and uh, so do you your guys. actions. God bless you. Thank you, Tom. Right. Best to your wife and your sister, Kimmy, okay? Thanks a lot, man. There Thanks. you go. It's one of the absolute best guys our sport has. There's zero question in my mind where he is, where he's going, and what his intentions are. He's got something special going on out there out east in uh, Columbus. Oh, absolutely. And as we approach the top of the hour, where are we? Do you know? Well, it's time for a break. It's time for a break. There well, let's we do it. You're listening to uh, America's Wrestling Radio Talk Show. We talk MMA and wrestling right here on USA Takedown on 1350 ESPN. KRNT Des Moines. The Des Moines Radio Group Station. And home of ESPN Radio. This is 1350 ESPN. Simulcasting on 102.1 FM. Des Moines Sports Leader. All right, welcome back to the show. Trent Weatherman, Kevin Dresser, and Tom Ryan all in hour number one. Uh, Luke Eustace is going to be joining us in hour number two, as is B.J. Futrell. All the guests appear on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline. This portion of our show brought to you by Ghazali's Mediterranean on 25th near Drake University and by our friends at PBS Landscaping. They do it upright from lawn mowing, uh, snow removal, uh, landscaping, they got it going on. If the city of Des Moines uses them, for gosh sakes, you know what? I think you owe it to yourself to take a look at PBS Landscaping and the good folks there. I uh, also want to thank our friends at Mullet's Restaurant, and they love wrestling and they love wrestlers. As a matter of fact, there's a whole table there. When they took out tables, Zach, for the whole COVID thing, they didn't take away the gable table. Yeah, why would they do that? I don't know, but if and by the way, Dresser loves mullets, loves it. So go where wrestlers go. Go to mullets on Des Moines' south side, right near the ballpark, southeast first, okay? Um, there is a guy that I have um, I've been looking up to for many years. Okay. Before even I even announced for Iowa State University, I knew Bobby Douglas. Of course. I knew of him. I knew of his legend. Uh, Bobby's the kind of guy that absolutely went against the grain of the sport at the time. He was largely boycotted by, uh, white wrestlers and, uh, uh, you know, he stood his ground when at Arizona state, uh, and ended up winning, uh, got offered the job at I Iowa state. Uh, not everybody thought he was going to get it. Not everybody thought he deserved it, but you know what? I think he did. I think he deserved it. And I think he earned it. Absolutely. He joins us now. Does the legend Bobby Douglas, Bobby It's a long way from Virginia to your home in Iowa city. But man, I tell you what, you've made it look good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Got a bit of a allergy problem, but I'm doing fine. Uh, I want to correct one thing. I'm a Buckeye, not a not from Virginia. <laughs> you, but you with did. a school in West Virginia, those people back home hear this, they'll have a fit. <laughs> but that's it's what fun. I was talking about. So your time in school in West Virginia. I'm sorry, not Virginia. But Bobby, yeah, well, yeah. it's been Let a while. Say this. 
Let me say this, Scott. Yeah. Wrestling's never had a better friend than you, and it's unfortunate that we haven't uh, taken advantage of it. And I'm, I'm hoping that uh, this new podcast and, and the, the message that you're sending out there will will help keep wrestling alive. We, we, we've got a bad time with this disease, and uh, budgets are being cut, and programs are being lost, and uh, you've played a major, major role in saving wrestling, not only in America, but in the world. You may not know that, but a lot of people know about you, and they're, they're happy that you're on our side. I appreciate that, Bobby. Thank you. And I, I am um, challenged. Um, you know, if anything, I've, I've had great guys as good examples of what can be done when they put their shoulder against the wheel. And you're one of those guys. I admire you so much what you've been able to accomplish and the, the athletes lives that you've touched, you've stayed in touch with many of them over the years. And there have been hundreds of them and, uh, you become very, uh, close to them and, uh, attached to them. And I don't know why, um, this sport has so affectionately embraced you and you it, but, uh, by God, it's worked. Well, I wish I had an answer for you. I don't, all I can say is that I'm a, a product of so many great, uh, coaches and people and fans. And most of all, I'm a product of the greatest sport on earth wrestling. Mm -hmm. Bobby, it's been said that there's a bridge in Ohio named after you. Is that true? Uh, yeah, there is a bridge, uh, in Ohio and, uh, they did name it after me. It, it's one that I walked across to go to grade school, to go to high school, to go to college. And, um, it's still there. Uh, it has my name, but, uh, people that know about the history of that bridge are all gone. Uh, and if they're not all gone, they're, they're pretty far gone. I don't want to trivialize it, but, but first of all, what is, what is the name of the body of water that it crosses? It, it crosses Little Wheeling Creek. Little Wheeling a, Creek. It's a tributary of the Ohio River that goes from Bridgeport, Ohio, and it flows up, it flows uh, to um, uh, Barton, Ohio, and uh, there it takes on another name. I'm not sure what that name is now. I think it's been changed, but it it's a uh, it's a creek, a, a tributary of the Ohio River, uh, and it it's famous because of the men that walked that creek. It was mm -hmm. called the Cumberland Trail, and George Washington was the first white man to enter that territory. Mm -hmm. And since he was sur George surveying at the time, I, th I think, right? Was yes, it? Yeah. yes, he was surveying. Uh, but if you look at the who's who in Ohio, you'll be amazed to find the names of the people that traveled the Cumberland Trail. And I, I happen to be one of those people that traveled that trail, and it took me um, took me around the world. And I, I don't want again. I don't want to trivialize this or sensationalize it any more than I, it is in my heart. But that bridge is really your Selma. You understand the correlation I'm drawing there? That was the bridge you crossed 
Okay. Uh, much like, you know, the goal during the, um, uh, the sixties where Selma was Selma, Alabama was the, uh, the bridge that is, is held by so many as an important bellwether in the fight for civil rights. Well, I, I, I certainly remember Selma and, uh, it was a bridge too far. Many, many times, many years ago, uh, Selma was a bridge too far, uh, for me crossing, uh, the stop 32 uh, bridge, which they named after me, was was in a trip too far. It was a trip to destiny. Mm-hmm. And destiny, indeed. Arizona State, you won a national title out there. Yeah, we, we won a national title. Uh, I, I certainly can't take all the credit for it, but Art Martori and um, Tom Dubin, uh, the Ortizes, huh. uh, the Rosados. Uh, when you start naming Gary Barrows and the Gary, Se- the Severn Bohay, brothers, the Severn brothers, Severn brothers, definitely uh, the Severn brothers. They they started really putting us on the map, right? Um, but you know, there are so many, um, so many All Americans. I can't remember all of them. You know them. They're right. in the book, the record books. You bet. And we saved. We saved wrestling in the West. They were getting ready That's to right. get rid of wrestling. And Arizona State, once we won that national title, it w- was a little hard to get rid of the program after that. What do you think of the, the job that Zeke Jones has done at Arizona State with the Sun Devil program now? Well, it, it's, it's a tough job, and uh, he, he, he hasn't done the job yet. He's doing the job mm-hmm. with the help of, uh, of some alumni. Martin Sepulveda, Art Martori, uh, uh, the guys that uh, were part of his his crew, Gary Barrows, those guys are all chipping back in. Chip Parks, when you look at that team that won the national title, those guys are now coming back and trying to save wrestling at Arizona State. And if if they don't save wrestling at Arizona State, wrestling will be gone in the West. By the way, Boise State, when they lost the wrestling program at Boise State in the name of baseball, now baseball's gone at Boise State, and so is the guy who made the decision. Matter of fact, both the guys are. Um, justice has been served, and sometimes it is a cold dish indeed. Too bad. Too bad. Let's go to Zach Bogle. Zach, Bobby Douglas, have you had a chance to ever talk with Bobby Douglas? I have not, but I believe I saw you last year at the Iowa State-Arizona State um, dual meet at the Diamondbacks. Stadium, were you there? Yeah, for brief, briefly, I was there. What'd you, Who am I speaking to? My name's Zach. I'm Scott's co-host here. Okay. Zach uh, who? You got a last name? Zach Bogle. You wouldn't know me. I'm uh, I'm more of a fan than <laughs> I ever was looking. a wrestler. I know you now. Okay. I know you now. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, what'd you think of that event? Did you ever coach at an unusual stadium like that? Uh, no, that was a that w- that was uh, unique. A unique experience. It can only could only happen in one place, and that uh, that's where it happened. And Arizona State is has has been responsible for saving American wrestling in many ways. Uh, the alumni yeah. and uh, and the performance. They've had a great great um, career uh, in wrestling. Uh, not very many sports have won national titles, 
but Arizona State has got a bunch of them and um, hadn't been for Arizona State winning that national title. That program would have been gone a long time ago. Bobby Douglas, our guest. Bobby, you are never shy in offering your opinion. Uh, And one of the opinions I value the most is who should be inducted into the National Wrestling Hall of Fame and Museum in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Um, A couple of your friends, I want you to name them, uh, you believe are being ignored for whatever reason or not inducted yet. But um, who, who like Tadaki Hata, what are you, what are your thoughts on who should be in the, uh, in the hall of fame that isn't, who are your top five? Well, you mentioned the first one is Tadaki Hata. That's right. He, he, uh, he, he has done so much wrestling, much more than just winning a national title, much more than just uh, being on the national coaching staff. Uh, he's done a lot to help develop wrestling, not only in, in, uh, in Ohio, but also in America. Uh, he's been one of our, our coaches that has never been recognized as a coach, and uh, that's USA Wrestling's uh, fault. Um, but uh, Tadaki Hata is definitely one of the people that, that should be there. Um, I don't have a, a list of names. In Tremendous front of me, artist, but, isn't he? Great artist. Yeah, hmm. he's a great artist. He's a lot of, a lot of his work is uh, unknown, but it's, uh, it's very, very good. He has some works that are in Stillwater and Chicago uh, Museum of Fine right. Arts. Right. Uh, he's, he's got some, some paintings in my house and a lot of other people's houses. He's threatened to yeah. paint me a couple of times, and I told him, no, 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 no. No, there are people far more deserving than I. Besides, I'd rather have uh, pictures painted by my memory for the uh, ones that Tadaki uh, paints are well, far too sharp and far too real. Well, uh, it's a humbling expression that you made. Mm. But, uh, I know a lot of people would say that you're wrong about that. You've done a lot to help wrestling, and uh, you've gotten very little credit for it. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to blow your horn. I've, <laughs> I've, been, you know, I've been doing it a long time. It's got me into some trouble. But uh, you, your, your day should have been here a long time ago, but your day is coming. I'm, I'm giving it all I got, brother. And one of the reasons why is because of you. Uh, you've coached, uh, the, the stories out there, of course, Kale Sanderson to, uh, incredible achievements. And, um, I don't know that you got as much credit as you deserve for that. Um, and I'm not going to ask you to really to comment on that. I'm just recognizing the effort that you put into it. Uh, you juggled the media, uh, national and local, uh, trying to, to keep Kale on track, on task. As shy as he was, he was still being hounded uh, by this very program. Uh, even then, we were on late at night, and uh, I remember Kale came on, and, and I was talking with Cody. He put Kale on the phone, and, and I got to tell you, it was, you know, it was interesting to talk to the guy, but it was you know, kind of flat and uh, just business at hand. He was just doing what he enjoyed doing. I often describe his style as a cat playing with a mouse, you knew he was going to eat the mouse. You just didn't know when, but it was the cat's decision. Would you say that's a fair and accurate description of Kale's wrestling style? 
there'll, there'll never be another Kale Sanderson. Mm. Uh, not only in athletic performance, wrestling performance, as an ambassador for the sport, and also uh, his his quietness uh, and his lack of uh, self-promoting all helped develop an image that is very unique and is a great asset in his recruiting, coaching, mentoring, and his persona. He, he has raised the bar yeah. for American wrestling to a, a, a great height. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what he's been able to do. I'm proud of what Zeke Jones has been able to do. I'm proud of all those guys who picked up the coaching mantle and struck out to make wrestling the greatest sport in the world. Well, there's two guys, okay, in my career, and then there's another tier, and they're not far behind. Like Guys like J-Rob would be in the second tier for me. But if I look at the guys that really set the bar for me and the guys that really made me sit up and take notice, it's you and Gable, okay? And there's a reason. Because of the style in which you coached and the way you held yourself while doing so. You always expected the best out of your athletes, gave them all the tools they needed, that which you could afford. Uh, Facilities are changing. We just had Tom Ryan on talking about his new uh, facility, dare I say bragging about it, but a $10 million freestanding facility in a shared competition space with gymnastics and uh, fencing uh, and volleyball, I think is uh, a testament to what Tom's been able to do with your man, Gene Smith. No, I, I won't make any comments about Ohio State. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll say that uh, when you put uh, Tom Ryan and Dan Gable and um, and and Kale Sanderson and Cody Sanderson and uh, um, Johnson, uh, Chesborough, oh, wow. uh, uh, John Smith, uh, Pat Smith, and you start talking about those Smiths, you'll be talking all day. Uh, <laughs> but wrestling, uh, Stan Abel's another guy who's, who doesn't get mentioned that often, That's but right. he did a lot to... Uh, to help wrestling. And there are, there are others that I, I, I Myron Roderick is another great name. Uh, There's a guy by the name of Bill Vail in Chicago who helped save wrestling in the city of Chicago. That's right. Nobody knows about Bill Vail, but he's done a tremendous job of helping support wrestling. And he supported me, he helped support USA wrestling. Uh, No one really knows about it because he's a quiet guy behind the scenes, but he's done a, unbelievable job of helping develop wrestling in, um, in, in Illinois. Bobby, I I don't want to interrupt you, but I have to, because we got to, we're coming up on a hard national break. Um, I want to do this only in a long, uh, flow. You and I are famous for our black history month specials. Uh, I want to, uh, reinvent those with you. I think they're important, uh, especially today. Uh, and, and I hope you'll accept that challenge because we always have so much fun. It's very serious, but at the same time, it's a celebration of all our sport was, is, and has become. And I hope you welcome that opportunity as we plan for February. 
as we always have in the past. But uh, I appreciate you jumping on with us today. It means a lot to me. Your words uh, obviously mean very much to me and my family. I thank you. Well, you're most welcome, Scott. Wrestling needs Scott Caspers. Need more than one. Uh, but you've done a tremendous job, and um, I, I don't. I, me saying that doesn't have carry a lot of weight. But uh, people that know you in the wrestling world know that you've uh, you've been a great, great motivator for the sport, and um, you've been a great ambassador for Iowa, Iowa State, the state of Iowa, and uh, America. You've done that. Bobby, that's the final word, and you've been listening to Bobby Douglas on Des Moines Sports Station. This is 1350 ESPN. Think you've heard everything? Stick around. You ain't heard nothing yet. More USA Takedown after this. The term barbarian was first used in ancient Greece. The athletes were said to be barbarians. Today's modern athletes embrace the hard work when wearing the great gear from Barbarian Apparel. You make the choice. Custom graphics, the best sublimation, colors that pop, and logos that matter. Barbarian provides great service before and after the process. Make the right choice. Choose Barbarian Apparel. BarbarianApparel.com Communities need leaders. The birthplace of Bob Feller, Van Meter, Iowa, has two. Paul Szczynski and Jim Sinclair have always been there for their community and for the thing that drives us, wrestling. In a position to help or need a cause to get behind, your neighbors and friends can use a hand. Leaders always come together to help, to plan, and to work to make their communities a better place to live. So special thanks to Jim Sinclair and Paul Szczynski, two examples of men who lead. Follow these two professionals on LinkedIn for investment opportunities and more. Here we go, here we go, and it is USA Takedown from the Wild Rose Casino Studios. Casper and Bogle, there you got it. Zach, I promised you when I said, hey, would you like to co-host the show? And you said, uh, yeah, I suppose. But I said, I can promise you this. I'm going to introduce you to the legends of our sport. That's why the tagline to the show is where the legends live, right? Yeah, you beat me to it. I was going to say that, actually. Well, that is exactly what this show is. It's a welcoming place. We don't, uh, I mean, we, we tell the story of their careers, but we also tell their hopes, dreams, and aspirations uh, for our sport. Bobby is always concerned about us going back one step, two steps. Uh, I challenged him once. I said, top, stop telling people that wrestling is dying. I, I said it to Gable, too. They said, well, what would you have us say? I said, that wrestling's not feeling well. Matter of fact, sports isn't feeling well. Mm. Uh, it's always going to be a fight for the dollar. It's always going to be about who has the best coach, who can afford to pay the best, or what we th- what we feel, the community feels, are the best coaches. And it's always a challenge. And I look forward to more conversations with Bobby Douglas and introducing you to more guys like Bobby Douglas. He's rare indeed, but he's got a lot to say and a lot to benefit our listeners. Our next guest does as well. He is uh, largely the guy in charge of the uh, senior nationals coming up in October. He joins us now. Does the former Iowa Hawkeye himself, Luke Eustace. Good morning, Luke. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? Good, man. Welcome to uh, USA Takedown. Appreciate you taking the uh, time. You've been on the show 
uh, in its former iterations, but uh, this is your first shot with us in the new show and on ESPN. We appreciate you taking the time. Uh, Corville, Iowa has become a destination. At first, it was the house that Gable built in Carver, Hawkeye, but now we have a brand new place to play. Talk to us about the new arena. Yeah, we're, we're super excited about it. Um, it's Extreme Arena and uh, Green State Family Fieldhouse there in the Iowa River Landing in Coralville. And we've kind of, it's been a, about a 10-year process for my, uh, the president of the uh, Think Iowa City, which is the Iowa City Coralville Convention and Visitors Bureau. He's been working on this arena for probably 10, 11 years now, and it's set to have a grand opening here in the next month. And we're excited about being able to host the senior nationals. It will be the first wrestling event for USA wrestling back after since March. And then it will be the first event that will be held in this new arena as well. So we're super excited to uh, showcase not only wrestling, but also the arena at the same time. Now, am I going to have to apply for credentials through you or Gary Abbott? Gary Abbott. (laughs) <laughs> they're, they're, they're running the show we're just kind of we're helping and You're assisting hosting. and make sure they get they have the arena the way they need it and yeah you got to work with gary on that one you've put together some pretty fun events um and it's always challenging uh to put an event on for everybody's taste but uh this is one of those i think usa wrestling has uh, done a pretty decent job of uh, figuring its way out in the presentation of our sport. Would you say that's fair? A hundred percent. I think they've had a couple of smaller, I wouldn't say smaller events, but they've had some uh, youth events, some kid events, and, and they've kind of, I'm not going to say they perfected what they're trying to do, but mm-hmm. they definitely have, they definitely have learned a few things. And, you know, they have a 27 page uh, document of how to put on an event right now in, in the pandemic or in the situation that we're in. And I think, you know, we have a good game plan with uh, mandatory mask wearing, uh, temperature checks at the door, questionnaires at the door, and then they do a really good job of sending a follow-up survey after events. And, you know, just those are all, it's all information that uh, planners and event holders, they want to know. Uh, we're, we know we're not to get too off topic, but we're also working with USA Cycling for an event in December. And so we, we, there's a lot of collaboration there between USA Wrestling, USA Cycling, uh, Johnson County Health, uh, the UIHC. So we've had a lot of Zoom calls and a lot of collaboration uh, with all with all parties involved in Johnson County, just trying to make sure that hey, we want to have this event. How can we have it the safest way possible? Mitigate all possible, um, you know, and mitigate as many hazards or as many problems as as we can. Uh, before we go to Uzak, I, I want to just touch base on the history of this event. Uh, if I recall, and I've only been off for a period of about six or seven months, but the senior nationals wasn't it held in Las Vegas. Um, I think it was in Dallas. Dallas. I think it was in Dallas in 19, I believe. Okay. Is what they, is what they said. And the so, reason I yeah. bring that up, it always seems like it was being held in a place that the only attractant was the money offered to bring it there. And this makes perfect sense. When Josh Schomburger, president of think Iowa city, described it and it's been described as such by many others describing Iowa City Coralville area as wrestling city USA uh are we going to see that on t-shirts hats uh gym bags all that stuff I would I would like to we'll, okay. we'll see we got it's kind of a challenging time right now to come up with uh, funds to start doing that kind of stuff but you know this, this event is we're super excited about it we're 
uh, limited capacity. It's a 5,000 seat arena. Uh, we're going to have limited capacity at 2,500 right. to make sure we can do social distancing. And, you know, we're super excited about having this event. We think that, you know, it's going to be a 2,500 people for a senior nationals in that venue is going to be awesome. We're, we're super excited about it. And we, we feel like we, we do a really good job with wrestling events. We feel like we do a good job with all events, but obviously with the University of <laughs> Iowa and Hawkeye Wrestling and Tom Brands and Gable and, and Luke, what they're doing, yeah. we're, 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 su- you know, we're, we're very fortunate in our community to have the resources and the, and the support of the fans that we do. And really at the end of the day, in my mind, it's, it's, it's the support for wrestling and they want to come out and watch good wrestling. And so anybody that comes, any wrestler that comes from across the country, they, they can appreciate that. And I definitely think you saw that with the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Outside Burroughs, of Burroughs, Jake, and those guys, they loved wrestling in front of those fans. Burroughs was our first guest on this program uh, just several weeks ago. But, um, you know, he has Iowa with great affection. Of course, he's going to be moving to Philadelphia and um, uh, training out of there at the end of this coming season. Now, let's go to Zach Bogle. Zach? Yeah, outside of uh, Carver Hawkeye Arena, we know there's a Dan Gable statue. How long before the Extreme Arena has a Spencer Lee statue? That's that's a very good point. I think I think if we if we get him to wrestle in some events there, and he goes and goes and wins and kicks some butt, I think that's a definite possibility for sure. I love Spencer Lee. I was announcing an event in I want to say of St. Louis. It was before the NCAA's, right? And Spencer was uh, still a kid at the time, still a kid today, but I mean younger. And he was wrestling somebody. He came out and rushed right to me. I'm standing center mat, and his opponent uh, had yet to come out. So Spencer rushes right to me, runs full speed to me. And then while he's waiting, he's warming up, doing deep knee bends and whatnot, he literally launches himself up so high, his feet were at my height of my head, six feet. And I, I stopped announcing at that point. I just stopped. And I looked at him and said, geez, there's something I didn't expect. <laughs> I just said it, blurted it right out. Spencer laughed, and he ended up beating the crap out of his, uh, his opponent. That sounds about right. <laughs> Doesn't this sound right? All right, so this event, give them the dates for the event. It's October 9th through the 11th of 2020 in the uh, Extreme Arena in Coralville, Iowa, which is right down on the IRL, Iowa River Landing. There's, I, think I think I've counted 15 restaurants. There's ton of hotels down there. Yeah. There's going to be another hotel being built here. There's bars, restaurants. There's It's it's a really, really cool place. I think the arena itself is going to be awesome. The wrestling is going to be awesome. But I think once people get down in that area and really really kind of immerse themselves in there where you can come right out of the arena and go get something to eat, go get something to drink, uh, really cool vibe down there. I think people are really going to really gonna like everything that we're doing down there and the city's doing down there. Uh, you can get tickets at extremearena.com and extreme is it just like stream except with an x so it's it's uh, x t r e a m arena.com is where you can get tickets or if you're in the area you can stop down to their box their box office which right now is uh, to the southeast it's kind of behind the arena right now but you can get tickets um, there as well in person if you want online so, and in person yep october 9th to the 11th we're super excited about it we can't wait um, you know, we're crossing our fingers. This, we're, we're hoping that we're going to be able to have it. Uh, that, that drop dead date hasn't passed yet, but as of right now, we're, we're planning on having it and things are looking good through UIHC, our hospital partners and Johnson County health. And then, you know, USA wrestling and, and the local organizing committee 
is uh, in constant contact and assessing the situation. But right now, a lot of a lot of positives, a lot of people excited about it, and we're we're planning on hitting the ground running and having this event, and then having that be kind of you know a springboard for more events on how to and how to do a safe event during these challenging times for sure. I don't think I've ever heard Jack and Mona's baby boy this excited about anything. I mean, my goodness sakes, you are dialed yeah, up. I'm, I yeah, I mean, I'm in a little different role now than I always <laughs> been. I was I'm more of a kind of a community champion yeah. trying to just get, get things to the area. And not that I didn't want things to come to the area in my previous role, but you know, when you're in, when you're in wrestling, you're very focused with wrestling. I know. And Jack- I don't say it's very selfish, but you know, you're focused about with the guys, with the coaches, with the team. And then in this role, it's, it's more of a community effort. Sure. It's more bringing things to the community, showing off what we have to offer, and just continuing to build on, you know, the trials and the World Cup and, and those things. Because, obviously, we, we think wrestling's pretty important in our community, and we think our community is really good at hosting events. So, yeah, I am excited. You're right, 100%. Well, very we, excited for this event. <laughs> we go back, I do anyway, go back to the 2016 Olympic team trials. I uh, was one of the announcers in that event. And, uh, they, they, uh, I mean, it was palpable. Uh, I remember NBC said, you got five minutes to fill. And I went five minutes. What am I going to talk about? I got no notes. I'm standing in the middle of the mat at Carver Hawkeye. And I, I, for some reason focused in on Bill Smith, uh, 52 Olympic, uh, champion, Bill Smith sitting in the second row from the top in section 17. And I said, you know, and I introduced him and never before had I seen him stand quite so tall as he did when the thunderous standing ovation was, uh, was given to him by the, uh, assembled masses. It was magical indeed. And that's the kind of event that I think this will be, and perhaps even better, uh, because of the new facility. This is, I mean, you're going to be right on top of the action if you're one of the select 2,500 to to get tickets. Uh, we're talking with Luke Eustace on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline, and I can only believe that that sentence that Wrestling City USA, okay, I think Joshua Sasby and his staff at Barbarian needs to be aware of that, and I think they're probably going to jump on it before anybody else in terms of making some gear that, to market uh, at this event. I think it would be tremendous uh, keepsake to take home. T-shirts, as you know, in the sport of wrestling, are huge. <laughs> yes, they are, for sure. No, we're super excited. You talking about Carver, there, there really isn't. I mean, you know, obviously you've been to a lot of arenas, and I've been yeah. to a lot of arenas, and Carver is a pretty special place. And uh, you talking about it definitely gave me some goosebumps just because yeah. being able to wrestle there and being able to – be on be on the sidelines and, and, and watch guys compete and then you know I think I think this arena will kind of do the same thing. You hit it on the head is where it's a very intimate atmosphere. There's only it's a five thousand seat arena, but it's very close and we we haven't got that many people in there so we don't know how loud it's gonna be, but I would assume that it would be a pretty loud a pretty loud venue if you get five thousand people in there or even twenty five hundred people in there cheering cheering some people on. I think it's gonna be a pretty pretty good atmosphere i'm not going to say his name but a guy i know did a lot of the wiring his father's company won the bid and did a lot of the wiring there and he told me the facility is literally state of the art in terms of technology um i think you folks are going to be uh, very very uh pleased uh, to see what has been built extreme arena is for real uh as you heard uh, him say 
Luke say that this is a seating capacity of 5,100. That'll be halved uh, due to uh, COVID restrictions, et cetera, safety first for our fans and our athletes. A lot of people say fans first, athletes. I think it's the reverse, but we got to take care of one another no matter what. Luke Eustace is our guest, and and this is the kind of guy, Zach, i got to believe that you would love to have on uh, the Stalemates uh, show on YouTube, yeah? Yeah, I think we need. I think it's about time we get an Iowa Hawkeye on there. Well, I'm, I'm definitely a radio guy, though. No, there's no, there's no <laughs> this face does not translate well to uh, TV or video. Aww. I'll tell you that. I'm definitely. I don't know how my voice is either, but I know my voice has got to be better than my face. Oh, your voice is terrific. You and I still have COVID hair too. I haven't got a haircut in about six months. So, but see, but Zach's a barber. He can hook you up. I well, you, I know some good barbers in Iowa City as well. You just let me know. Okay. Yeah, I, just, I don't want to say I'm too lazy. I just kind of I would say I'm almost too busy right now to, to I can take time off. That sounds like an excuse. There. You know, yeah, it is a little bit. Of an <laughs> you know who your biggest one of your biggest fans is? Corville Mayor John Lundell. He loves the uh, effort you're putting forth and the planning for this event. I think Lundell's spot on in his estimation that this is going to be an outstanding event. Fans, yeah, you- we have we have great city administrators and great mayors in Iowa City and Corville, and they're. They're big champions of what, what we do at, I think, Iowa City for sure. And how many hotels in Iowa City are actually owned by former wrestlers? Any idea? Um, well, I think Kinseth has at least two or three, and Macaravia, I think, has one. Um, so uh, maybe probably four or five now. They're kind of, they're kind of, sp- they're kind of, uh, they're spreading out a little bit too. I know Lincoln's got a building a few in Des Moines, and he's got one in, in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. So, those Iowa wrestlers are taking over the business world too. Well, I would think so, and and why not? I mean, if I was Lincoln, though, I would be calling my uh, hotels the Boot Scoot and Boogies. That's what I would do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, really I don't All know. Right. Do they? I don't know if they have a. Uh, I don't know if a chain or a, a flag would pick you up with that name now. It might have to be. It might have to be an independent. <laughs> well, that's fine. I mean, we've gotten along just fine all by ourselves this long. What's what's going right. to stop us? All right, uh, coming up, BJ Futrell is going to be uh, joining us shortly, talking a little bit about Navy and his new role with Beat the Streets. Our guest in this segment on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline has been Luke Eustis. Luke, my best to your folks, uh, to your family, and all the Hawkeye faithful over there, and those folks that are preparing for the arrival of all the USA Wrestling fans for the seniors. And I tell you what, it's going to be an outstanding event. We will be there to cover it. I promise you that. Awesome. Well, we'll see you when you get into town, and I'll probably ask you if we meet up. I'll probably have to buy you a beverage or two for sure. God bless you. Thank you very much, Luke. Thanks for the time. Awesome. Sounds go. good. Thanks for having me. There we go. Hey, this portion of our program brought to you by our friend Paul Szynski and his buddy Jim Sinclair. Jim Sinclair, by the way, provided the seed money for the new Hawkeye freestanding facility. They're about halfway there. They can use your donation. Do what Jim Sinclair and Paul Szynski do and have done. And that is be a leader for their communities and the sport which they love. And that, of course, is the sport of wrestling more on the other side with casper and bogle you're listening to usa takedown right here on 1350 espn des moines usa takedown is brought to you by barbarian apparel and caldenberg's pbs landscaping stay tuned more usa takedown after this short timeout. the wrong financial decisions can undermine the best intentions Whether concerned for your business or your family's financial future, Trent Weatherman will develop a plan identifying your goals and set you on the path to financial security. 
Trent makes plans for people. No matter your goals, Trent has access to top-rated products and services to help you meet them. In April of 2019, NerdWallet identified Northwestern Mutual as the best life insurance company. Northwestern Mutual is in the top 10 U.S. independent investment broker-dealers in the United States. See the difference for yourself at trentweatherman.nm.com. Live music is back. Saturday, August 15th, Arch Allies return to Wild Rose Casino and Resort. Don't miss this outdoor concert event featuring the best from rock's biggest bands, Journey, Def Leppard, Bon Jovi, and more. Tickets on sale now for just five bucks. 20 day of show. Get your tickets now. Arch Allies at Wild Rose in Jefferson. Hi, it's Danny Bishop. Today's economy presents certain challenges, and along with those come opportunities. The potential rewards are for those who are adept at identifying long-term trends. Don Boyd and his team of financial advisors at Five Talents Financial Management Group can help you navigate today's economy. Whether you're facing retirement or just looking to better understand certain investment ideas, they can help you. Five Talents Financial Management Group's first priority is your overall financial success. And that's why they learn about your individual situation, identify your dreams and goals, and get a picture of your tolerance for risk. Long-term relationships that encourage open and honest communication are the cornerstone of their foundation of success. FTFMG.com or call 223-7487, 223-7487, Five Talents Financial Management Group. That's what I'm talking about, mixing it up. The music beds are hot. Danny Bishop, our producer, our executive producer, Josh Relix, on the show. Appreciate you joining us. It is USA Takedown. Bogle and Casper Bogle going to be hitting the uh, scissors here in a little bit. The chair becomes active as soon as he gets there to Paramount Barber and Company on in Des Moines East Village, now famous East Village. That's where all the uh, political candidates end up. They hang out at the hotels over there, the restaurants and whatnot, but many of them need haircuts. Do they ever stop in? The candidates ever stop into the uh, shop and say, hey, can I get a quick trim? That's uh, funny you asked that, actually. I, I think it was like the first month or two that we were open. I actually had to do a shave uh, for one of the presidential candidates. Uh, he was in town for a debate, and I drew the lucky straw, the short straw, and I uh, gave Mike Huckabee a shave one time. <laughs> Mike is a great guy, but that's a lot of face. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of face. I love Mike Huckabee. I love his daughter. Uh, I think she was a terrific press secretary during her time with the Trump administration, but uh, be that as it may, uh, Huckabee, I, I had a chance to thank him in the elevator at a different radio station in this town. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about that station. You always ran into political people. Uh, go I ahead. took him upstairs a number of times. I mean, he's a great guy. Great guy. The, the former governor of uh, Arkansas. Arkansas, I thought Ar- it was called. Kansas, yeah, Arkansas. Yeah. Made of tomato. Yeah, one of the things I do enjoy is meeting nice people. And, and this, this position in broadcast has afforded me that. And one of the great guys, B.J. Futrell, uh, he was... I had scheduled the entire team to come in the studio. BJ, do you remember this? Uh, I do remember. I, I believe it was my senior year, yeah, uh, twenty thirteen, when I I had an injury that that uh, ultimately ended my season. But uh, yeah, I was scheduled to be on that trip, but yeah. unfortunately, it didn't happen. So I know the one I still guy. Gotta get in at some point. He- Heffernan says to me, and I'm talking about University of Illinois, Jimmy Heffernan. 
the one guy I want in the studio is B.J. Futrell. And the one guy that gets injured is B.J. Futrell, and he doesn't make the trip. So yeah. we end up uh, doing the show without him. It was a mere shadow of what it could have been without B.J. Futrell. B.J., welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. It just kind of builds up the, the, the anticipation for when I'm finally able to, to come into the studio. So I'm I looking may, forward to it. I may beat you to Philly, brother. I may, I may be waiting for you there in, uh, in <laughs> Philly. Right now, you're in Annapolis on the... Um, on the famed uh, Annapolis grounds of the uh, United States Naval Academy. Is that true? Yes. I'm currently still living in, in Annapolis and, and making, making moves and on the house market right now to uh, try to secure a place in Philadelphia. So I actually started my position with Beat the Streets Philadelphia on Monday. So I'm work, working remote until, uh, until we're able to get things kind of finalized and, and settled. Now, how did the opportunity I mean, let's face it, you get a coach with Kerry Colat, uh, you get to, you know, work with all of these high level athletes, uh, very intelligent, uh, men and women, uh, it's part of their mandatory curriculum that they must wrestle at least what a, a semester, but you're, I remember <laughs> my friend who is the voice of Navy wrestling, when she announces, uh, the Navy wrestlers, it goes on and on and on. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. It seems like I remember Mark Cody and I were announcing a uh, broadcasting wrestling event there. And when the Navy wrestlers came out, they just kept on coming and, uh, it was phenomenal and a, and a big, beautiful, bright room too. Uh, so leaving there had to have been a tough decision, but obviously, uh, beat the streets, Philly calls and, and offers you a position that, I think uh, you're perf perfectly suited for, and that is, of course, a director of uh, mentorship or mentoring uh, for Beat the Streets Philly. How did it come about? Yeah, so I, I came on. So I, I retired in, in April, or I retired after the U.S. Open um, in 2019. I ended up tearing my ACL, and for me, um, it wasn't going to leave me enough time to be able to have surgery and come back in time to be able to compete for the 2020 Olympic trials. So. And also, that was my eighth surgery in a nine-year period. Wow. So after uh, just kind of talking things over with my wife and kind of analyzing the steps that we wanted to take toward the future, uh, I decided to retire. And then Joe Sherrod, actually, who I'm ultra grateful, grateful for, he actually gave me a call to give me the opportunity to coach. It's been my co first year um, as an assistant coach, coaching at the U.S. Naval Academy. And we really had an incredible year. Uh, we won the All Academies for the third time in a row. We had two um, EIWA champions. We had five NCAA All-Americans and two COVID, um, two COVID uh, All-Americans and then also uh, three academic All-Americans as well. So at the end of the year, the Naval Academy decided to have a change in leadership. And so um, with that change in leadership, I was back on the job market. And, and this is right around the time where all the kind of social unrest started to happen. And coming from a, from an underserved community, I wanted to do something that, uh, that I was going to be able to have an impact on the community and be able to, um, take, a, take some, uh, positive action steps toward, towards change and toward, um, just, uh, investing in people's lives. And that's when I got a call from, um, Clint Modder, who's the board chairman of, Beat the Streets, Philadelphia. And I had spent three years 
um, volunteering at Beat the Streets while I was a PRTC athlete living in Philadelphia. So I was very familiar with the organization. And uh, once he kind of just gave me the vision of of how the the organization is moving forward and, and what they plan on doing and their mission of believing in better, um, I was completely on board and, and excited to to, really to get to work. So I'm excited to be joining this organization as the director of mentoring. And um, there's a lot of exciting things that's, that's going on now. Now, will you get free tickets to 76er games? <laughs> I hope so. I, I think you so. will. That wasn't in my, <laughs> that wasn't in my conversation. Time, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, if you hang out with Brandon Slay long enough, you're going to get free tickets. <laughs> uh, pit Wrestling, the PRTC, it's an incredible ecosystem. Yeah. Um, so you add in Drexel Wrestling and then uh, Pizza Street's Philly. Philadelphia is an incredible um, wrestling ecosystem where they're enriching lives both locally and globally. And um, I'm, I'm excited to be headed back to a city to where I have so much uh, community yep. and also just uh, being able to impact these kids' lives. And, uh, and really our mission at Beat the Streets Philadelphia is, so it's a sports-based youth development nonprofit, and we're really focused and committed on fostering the holistic growth of student-athletes and underserved communities. And so we do that with the vehicles of mentoring, academic support, and wrestling programs. And, um, and our goal is to positively alter life trajectory for, for those students. So, Okay, so he can talk the talk. But I know BJ, and BJ can walk the walk as well. I mean, dude can get it done. Uh, one of the things you project is a positive uh, approach. Um, and we need a whole lot more positivity uh, in our approach to being at one with each other. In other words, equality comes at a price for sure, but it doesn't have to come at the price. In other words, the end all be all. In other words, it can be a developmental stage. We had Bobby Douglas on earlier and we talked about the bridge in Ohio named after him. And I indeed equated it to being his Selma and the bridge too far, if you will. And uh, Bobby liked that. And I, I believe it's true. Uh, Bobby had to cross that bridge many times as a youth and it became his destination to a better life going across that bridge each and every day. Uh, BJ, you look to affect the lives of the many young people. Uh, no doubt that'll be, uh, you know, benefiting from your mentoring. We're going to talk a little bit about that when we come back from a, a short time out. So do me a favor, stand by BJ more with BJ Futrell on the newsmaker hotline brought to you in part by our friends at defense soap. Look for them online at defensesoap.com. They ship worldwide. Some of their biggest customers are other countries. Well, they can be a good supplier for you and your team, you and your family as well It's defensesoap.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more USA takedown. The Defense Soap Facts, Dateline, Cleveland, Ohio. For 12 years, he competed. For 17 years, he coached. And for 30 years, he's policed the streets of Cleveland. He saw teams and programs decimated by skin-borne disease, a wrestler's worst nightmare. He didn't like the chemical-based products on the market and knew that there had to be a better way. A better defense. He found religion in the ingredients that make up the basis for defense soap. Tea tree and eucalyptus oil. Defense soap. All natural, safe to use. It's available around the world now at DefenseSoap.com. 
Calderberg's PBS Landscaping knows what grows best in Iowa because they're from Iowa. Locally owned and operated, Calderberg's is a full-service landscaping and lawn care company. Everything you need from lawn care and landscape design to water features, tree planting, irrigation, and snow removal. Matt Calderberg and his staff are great. They take care of my family year-round. They can take care of yours, too. My office and home, they cover it all. They're my friends and should be yours as well. Visit them at CalderbergLandscaping.com. Hash browns are always part of my favorite breakfast, and the place to get Des Moines' best breakfast is Mullet's Restaurant. Hi, this is Danny Bishop. Stop by on your bike along Meredith Trail by the confluence of the Raccoon and Des Moines Rivers. Sit on their two-level patio, peruse the famous breakfast menu, and you'll understand why Mullet's is the best breakfast restaurant in Des Moines. Mullet's, celebrating all things about the hairstyle that's business in the front and party in the back. Just go to the west end of the Southeast First Street Bridge to find Des Moines' best breakfast at Mullet's Restaurant. Now, Zach, I think this is your song, is it not? Yeah, I call this my Friday vibe, Scott. What? All right. Welcome back to the show. USA Takedown on the air. Des Moines Sports Station, ESPNDesMoines.com. Look for them there. Or you can find us at USATakedown.com as well. The replays of the show available for you at no charge on our website at usatakedown.com. We're talking with B.J. Futrell, two-time All-American, former U.S. national team member. He joined the Navy wrestling staff as an assistant coach in 2019, October of that year. Uh, arrived at Annapolis after spending the seven years uh, of his life previous uh, training and competing on the Olympic ladder. Uh, given what is going on uh, in the community, in the world right now with the COVID stuff, how difficult it is, is it for those athletes, BJ, knowing what you know, uh, to be training, um, you know, to, in any degree, I gotta believe people around the world are suffering from the same type. And I want to, I want to say it's a disability because I truly believe it is not being able to train at the highest level to be able to compete on the world stage. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I think our world is in a in a state of crisis right now on a lot of different levels. There's a there's a lot of things going on, and COVID is, is definitely mm-hmm. a huge contributing factor to that. Um, I think it's it's definitely in, in a lot of ways have challenged us as a society to, um, in a lot of ways, ha- challenge us to put others first and and to serve others and and to not just think of ourselves, but to think of other people. And we've seen um, drastically how this. Pandemic has affected disproportionately underserved communities and under-resourced communities. So, um, in addition to uh, you know affecting all of our lives, our everyday lives. So it's kind of like in a lot of ways we're trying to find a new normal and trying to get to a place where um, you know we can kind of move forward positively. And that's that's proven to be challenging in a, in a lot of different aspects, from from education to healthcare to to every every measure across the board. All right, and, and and I think it's fair to say, and this is my hope, dream, wish, that we all take a collective breath, and we just go, okay, uh, this is where we are. Here's where we would like to be, and this is it's going to take work to get. I don't care if if it's racial inequality, if it's uh, sports inequality, uh, if it's mentoring young people, and I've done my share of mentoring. I'd like to do more. I was mentored, uh, out of, out of my, uh, economic situation as a kid. 
I was raised in a gas station, for goodness sakes. And there are those in the broadcasting world that believed in me and made sure I made the right decisions on what to do, uh, educationally speaking. And I believe, BJ, you're one of those guys that are going to be able to offer a leg up. Uh, you can hold yourself out as an example, but the tools you have accumulated over these many years, I believe, will be of uh, good use, put to good use, uh, with some of the young people you're going to be working with. Yeah? Definitely. I think the, the benefits to mentorships are, are, are really endless. And it's basically like having a, a trusted friend, a trusted advisor, someone that can not only give knowledge, but also wisdom. And in a world where we're more connected um, to the Internet and by, via the Internet and things like that like than ever and have so many resources at our disposal, I feel like we're, we're drowning in knowledge, but, but starving for wisdom. Amen. So a mentor can be some, someone that steps in and just be able to uh, see your blind spots, be able to challenge you where you where you need to improve, be able to just kind of stimulate your own personal growth. They can be a resource connector and they can provide just an environment of encouragement to help you through just some of life struggles and help you increase your um, growth, growth potential and ha- help you be able to do that at a quicker pace. And so that's one of our goals at, at Beat the Streets. And, and we want to make sure we pair every student athlete that we can with, with their own personal mentor mm-hmm. and um, just through um, the mentoring center and through just the, the incredible community that s- supports Beat the Streets, we're, um, we're well on our way to be able to do that because there's some glaring disparities that exist within the public school system of Philadelphia. Yep. And uh, we want to be able to stand in the gap to be able to help some of those um, academic um, disparities. So, um, right now, the the average on-time graduation rate for the for the city of Philadelphia is 69 percent. Wow! And for the students that are uh, fully engaged within our mentor um, center, the graduation rate is uh, one or 98 percent. So wow! Uh, we want to get that to 100, but we're definitely making an impact in one, in a city where Philadelphia has the highest poverty rate among the 10 largest cities. Um, in America. We've got work to do. About a minute and a half. Zach, final question goes to you, sir. Yeah, something positive that's come out from this summer is the BWA. Can you talk about the BWA a little bit and what that is? About a minute left. Yeah, BWA is an incredible organization. We're basically um, kind of was brought together um, by a lot of the uh, social unrest and racial injustice that came about. And basically, it's a, it's a group of individuals that are basically standing to bring uh, more representation, um, opportunity, and equality within the sport of wrestling for people of color and allies to be able to um, just grow the sport of wrestling um, in, in every way, in some ways that may have been overlooked in the past. We all, we all love the great sport of wrestling, but just because we love it doesn't mean that um, it, can't, it can't be better. And so we're, we're um, motivated to, to make the sport better. Mm. BJ, it's always good to talk to you. My best to your beautiful wife as well. And uh, as you make your way, don't forget, uh, every house you buy in Philly will sell for an additional 20% on the other side. So don't be afraid. (laughs) It's an investment. I hope you're right. (laughs) We love you, brother. Keep doing the good work, and I'll look forward to seeing the next step as you uh, land in Philly, man. It's going to be a good time, I'm sure. Thank you. I'm excited about it. Thanks for having me on. All right, buddy. Be good. And uh, I want to thank all of our guests in the uh, on the program, Zach. It was a, a it went by so quickly as it always does, 
And uh, also, we want to remind you that next week we have a uh, outstanding show as well that's constantly evolving, uh, perhaps even more so right this minute uh, as the news is coming out of Iowa City. So we will uh, look forward to talking to each and every one of you next week. For Zach Bogle, for our producer, Danny Bishop, and our executive producer, Josh Relitz, I'm Scott Casper. You've been listening to USA Takedown right here on ESPN Des Moines. 1350 ESPN.